Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Sobrenito Sumacabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará de un caso que sucedió en Anaheim, California. Christmas will never be the same for the children of Zazel Preston. A day that was supposed to be filled with joy, opening presents, and spending time as a family was filled with horror and loss. This is the tragic case of Zazel Preston. As you all know, our intention is to bring awareness to cases that do not receive much media attention, cases that are still open or in need of justice, or missing cases in the Hispanic community. But we also think that it is important to bring light to cases from other ethnicities who need a voice. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. Zazelle Preston and William Wallace had been together for three years by the time the crime occurred in 2011. Zazelle was 26 years old and William was 39 years old. She had two daughters from her previous relationship, ages three and eight. She and William shared one son who was just seven weeks old when he lost his mother. During their three-year relationship, William was jailed several times for hitting Zazel and violating a restraining order that she obtained against him. Unfortunately, William would manage to convince her that he would change, and she kept letting him back into the home. Her family obviously did not like William, and they wanted her to leave him, but... As we all know by now, individuals in a violent relationship stay out of fear or hope that the person will change, amongst other reasons. Zazel was actually attending um, Cypress College as she wanted to become a domestic violence counselor. She wanted to help others, and she was experiencing this too. Days before the murder, Zazel had told her family that she was actually going to leave William. The morning of Christmas Day in 2011, 
the family gathered in the living room. So that was Azel, William, and the three children. So they gathered in the living room to open presents. Sazel was sitting on the couch wearing sunglasses. That's odd, right? You're inside the house yeah. wearing sunglasses. William told the kids that Zazel got very drunk and ruined Christmas. The children excitedly opened the presents and showed their presents to their mom. But she did not react to any of it. Meanwhile, William was recording his children opening the presents. Knowing that, his, that knowing that the children were in the room showing off their presents to their mom, unaware that she was dead. What? Mm-hmm. At the time, their eight-year-old daughter recalled touching her mother's hand and it feeling very cold. William calls 911 and states that his wife needed medical assistance. Apparently, the dispatcher tried to instruct William on how to perform CPR, but he hung up. What? Yeah. When paramedics arrived at the home, they knew there was nothing they can do for her. They called the authorities as they took one look around the house. They knew something bad had happened. Investigators said that they found bloodstains throughout the home. There were holes punched in the wall, and one door was pulled off its hinges. Oh, wow. Just by hearing the description, you know that whatever happened in that home was done with a lot of anger and a lot yeah. of strength. Allegedly, after Zazel was declared dead, William told one of her family members, quote, I am on my way to the penitentiary. What? Right? He even admitted that he and Zazel had been drinking and that during this argument, quote, I tossed her around a bit. What? William stated he was defending himself during this argument from Zazel as she was the one who attacked him and that she fell and hit herself. Okay, that's odd. At trial, Zazel's mother told the judge that she actually called her daughter that morning and that William told her that if women could take another breath, they could take another hit. Oh my God, this man is horrible. Yeah. It has now been reported that William forced the eight-year-old child to lie for him and state that her mother was drunk and she saw her fall into a glass table on her own. At that age, you lie either due to fear, yes, to not get in trouble, or just because your parents told you to. Of course. Yeah. Right? At that age, it's like You're, you don't have the consequence of right or wrong yet. Like, for you, it's like, I'm scared and I'm lying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in trouble if I don't lie. Or my parents told me to say this yeah. because I'm scared of them also. You know, mm -hmm. you never know. Yeah. yeah, it's like, my parents told me to say this. I mean, they're my parent. They're my, they're an authority figure. Yeah. They're not going to do anything to harm me. Exactly. She was eight. Her story changed later on. William was arrested and remained in custody as he waited for his trial. His trial didn't happen until 2021, 10 years later. Wow. There's no reasons why. They haven't given any reasons why it took that long. Yeah. But he was in jail during this whole time. The good thing is that he was in jail, but also 10 years? That's mm -hmm. absurd. 
I mean, we know that, especially now, because of the pandemic, a lot of the cases have been... They got pushed yeah, back. Yeah, they got pushed back, mm-hmm. so it's understandable for that reason. Yeah. But 10 years? Like, did the police... Like, my question is, like, what, you, the police needed more time to for, you know, to gather evidence? Or, like, what took so long? Well, there was enough to keep them arrested. Well, that's good, but still, yeah. like, wow. Mm-hmm. According to William's side of the story, Zazel drunkenly tripped and fell into a glass table and shattered it. Okay. Pero en vez de llamar al 911, he asked the eight-year-old to help him take the unconscious Zazel to the bathroom to remove glass from her mother's body. Oh, Wow. This child did not know her mom, what was going on. No. She was just trying to help. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there is, like I said before, there is a history of violence and abuse. Yeah. So I don't know how much of this maybe even was normal for them. Yeah. I mean, if they've, if they've experienced domestic violence in their home, at some point they become numb to it. And, mm-hmm. and it becomes like something that normal families do you know it's a family thing so for them they don't under, they don't understand they don't comprehend the difference of it you know and it's yeah. tragic it's tragic to see that a child has to witness such thing and and be a part of it not because you know their parents enjoy it but because it's a tough situation you know it's traumatic yeah but wow that's insane while in the bathroom, he accidentally dropped Zazel, and she hit her head on the toilet. Oh, crap. He then takes her into the room to go to sleep. Okay. William's defense team suggests that this was a tragic accident. That William's intent that William's intention was not to kill Zazel, but that she unfortunately died due to her injuries that were caused by an accident because she was drunk. This is this is horrible. Senior Deputy Deputy District Attorney Heather Brown did not agree with the defense team. Due to the violent history, William's threatening statements to kill Zazel in the past, and the proof that was obtained from the home that morning of the 25th, she did not believe that Zazel fell and hit her head because she was drunk. She stated the following, quote, Even if you believe this was an accident, his failing to get medical attention is implied malice murder. Unquote. As evidence suggests that Zazel died around 1 a.m. And remember, he called 911 at 9.30 a.m. A whole, like, eight and a half hours later. She continued to describe the crime scene as a scene from The Shining. Oh, my God. If this was an accident, why did he not look for help right away? Yeah. Why did he wait eight hours? To call 911. I mean, as a partner that cares for another person, you would assume that by her falling into a glass table, 
right then and there you would call you know for for help especially if she was like she falls and hits herself and she's unconscious yeah and if she's intoxicated even worse cuántas veces no ha pasado when unfortunately people se lastiman la cabeza, se pegan en la cabeza, and they're like, oh, everything's okay, but internal bleeding yeah. happens. Yeah. And people die in their sleep. Yeah. Or it's like, it happens. It does. So for him not to call 911, it's, and for her to be unconscious, like, how is that okay? He knew, who, he knew what he was doing. Heather Moorhead, Williams' attorney, reported, quote, Miss Preston fell down more than once at the bottom of the stairs against the glass table in the bathroom. By accident, she fell. The whole situation was horrible, but it was not murder. That's what his attorney was stating. Mrs. Moorhead, the attorney, said that due to the injuries to Zazel's head and the bleeding, it was difficult to determine which injury caused her death. Oh, wow. She continued to state that William was not perfect that day, but he did not act with any intent to kill. And because of that, you cannot find him guilty of murder. Hmm. He was not perfect that day. But everything else that he did that day wasn't justifying a loving, caring partner either. But it's not enough to find him guilty of murder, is what she's saying. Absurd. The trial, like I said, was pushed until 2021, 10 years later, for unknown reasons. According to prosecutors and Zazel's defense team, the following is what occurred the night she died. On the night of the 24th in 2011, Zazel and William went to a neighbor's Christmas party. They go home and an argument occurs. After the crime, neighbors reported that they had actually heard the couple arguing. At one point of the night, one neighbor saw William picking Zazel up. Like they were at the like out at the outside gate of mm -hmm. the house. So a neighbor reported seeing William picking Zazel up and bringing her inside their home. Okay. The neighbors, unfortunately, were used to the couple arguing, and they did not think it was something much out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. This neighbor probably assumed, you know, I don't know that maybe Cezelle was drunk and William was just helping her to the house or something. Yeah. So we don't know what was what was the neighbor's thought process, but it could have either been that or. You know, it's happened before and nothing comes out of it and he yeah. comes back home. So, yeah, not knowing that she was actually trying to run away from him. Oh, wow. As he had been physically hitting her inside their home seconds before. Oh, my God. So that was a moment when she tried escaping and she was running away and he pulled her back in. Oh, my God. Just that thought is insane to me like she's trying to run away but a neighbor had seen it as like oh she probably got too intoxicated and he's helping her up but in reality there's like a completely different story behind it terrifying it's heartbreaking i yeah 
During the altercation that was going on inside the house, he, it said that he pushed Suzelle, and that is when she fell on the glass table, shattering it to pieces. Yeah. He did have the eight-year-old help him. So that part was not a lie. Yeah. The lie was that he asked her to say that her mom fell on her own. Yeah. That he, not the whole he pushed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time of the trial in 2021, the eight-year-old child was now 18 years old. Um, she was there and she was testifying against William. She said that she remembers that night when she was helping William, yeah. feeling her mom's body cold. Oh, no. That it just felt cold. That's all she remembers. Oh, no. So the morning of Christmas Day, William dragged Zazel's lifeless body from their room into the living room, sat her on the couch, put sunglasses on her, and called the children to come downstairs and open presents as a family. That's horrible. To me, that feels like such a mockery. It, it It's such a disrespect to her as a mother. Mm-hmm. And even, like, like you said, a mockery, even, like, what he said on the phone to her mom. Yeah. Right? Like, if a woman can take another breath, she can take another hit. It's almost like... He knew that in the past he's hit her before and she's always been, unquote, okay. Yeah. She's made it out okay in his eyes. So she must be okay this time. Yeah. Va aguantar más. So Zell's 18-year-old daughter gave the following statement at trial. Well, I have grown up with a life of hell since he murdered my mom. There's no such thing as a childhood for me. This has been a life of hell, almost a life not worth living. There have been times I've thought about taking my life because of this. What you have done is so unforgivable, it keeps me up at night. My life has just been a downhill spiral since I was eight years old. This poor child, it's like, blaming herself for kind of what happened to her mom because she was there involuntarily she didn't know what was going on horrible yeah she probably i mean she's eight her mom feels cold oh my mom might just my mom tiene frío yeah and she's cold tiene frío william's gonna put her into bed yeah let me go back to my room and go to sleep not knowing that we don't they haven't clarified when it was that she yeah, actually died. Yeah. died. yeah. Oh, no. But she died during all of this because for her daughter to be like, she was cold and unconscious. Yeah. It must have happened pr- prior mm-hmm. to her her fall or like during the fall. Like maybe that was the last one. We don't know. Yeah, and the the attorney, not the attorney, deputy said that she received multiple blows in the head. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she could have been d- dead before she even fell on the table. Yeah, or she was by the time she fell on the table, or by the time she fell on the table, she was unconscious. But then hitting herself on the toilet just made it even worse. 
it could it's it just a, it could have been a mixture it could have been yeah it could have been a mixture of things i mean if mm-hmm. the, if the neighbor had seen her like Run, running and well, then like or like picking her, yeah, picking she, her yeah. up mm-hmm. it could have been one of those like at this point it's only assumption onto what could have actually happened and that's why guess the the attorney was saying we don't know really which injury caused the death and it's like well of course it you can't tell there's mm-hmm, so many but, but it's not just about the which injury caused her death it's he did all of this. He physically hurt her. He physically hit her. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But again, in William's defense, she fell. Yeah. Right? He was saying, she fell. It wasn't me. I didn't push her. She yeah. was drunk. She was hitting me. And I, I was defending myself. myself. And that, and she tripped over and fell. Yeah. You know. William Wallace was convicted of second-degree murder. And was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison in 2021. But he was granted the nine years he had already spent in prison waiting for trial. Wow. So it's not like como que en 2021 empezó los 15 años. It was like, okay, by then ya tenía nueve años. Yeah, yeah. So it's 15 years to life in prison. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer said the following. A young mother finally losing her life after years of violence at the hands of her husband is a heart-wrenching tragedy. That heartbreak is only exacerbated by the fact that her children witnessed much of the violence and were forced to celebrate Christmas in the presence of their dead mother. That is not a Christmas memory any child should be forced to have. We all have an obligation to speak up against violence of any kind, especially domestic violence, where the victims are so fiercely controlled by their abusers. The cycle of domestic violence is a vicious one, and I want every victim of domestic violence to know that they are not alone. No one should have to live in fear of violence in their own home. Perfectly stated. Completely agree. That sentence where he says, the children were forced to celebrate Christmas in the presence of their dead mother. That is heartbreaking. It is. Because, you know, Christmas is supposed to be this joyous celebration, happiness, to be with the family, to be with those you love, and to be forced to celebrate it in front of your mother who who's dead yeah and you probably we were all kids yeah. you know how we were all we got a present and, and like, oh, showing yeah. it to mom and dad like oh look at me i could just imagine these poor children doing that with their mom and not getting a reaction yeah not understanding what was going on yeah we were so little it was it's so horrible to even fathom the idea of these children just having to be in the presence of their dead mother without even knowing. Mm-mm. It's horrible. Horrible. It's just, she's... No child should ever go through that. No, no, no one, no person should die 
this way or because of someone else's need to control them. Yeah. This was the tragic death of Zazel Preston. Our hearts go out to her three children and her whole family. And that was the case for this week. Um, we would really appreciate it if you uh, talked to us about this case or anything that concerned you or if you have any questions or more details on it. We would really appreciate it if, you know, especially people that are local within like the uh, Southern California area, if you've heard of this case, because I truly don't remember this case at all. Um, and I've lived here my whole life. So for me to even come like for you to even come across this case and tell us about it it's completely insane and our hearts go out to the family and to those who have been um touched and affected by the outcomes of this uh horrible case um truly no child no person uh no family should ever go through such a thing um and, and yeah our hearts go out to them um we will also link uh different websites in regards to those that um, need help when it comes to domestic violence. Um, we will link everything down in the description of this video, as well as on our social media platforms when it comes to this case. Um, again, uh, if you see something, say something. Um, a family can be suffering in silence and you won't even know it. So if by any chance you can avoid having this type of horrible incidents happen, to a family uh, this holiday or in general throughout the year. Um, it could literally save a life. It could literally save so much suffering. Um, so yeah, so if you see, see, see something, say something. Um, we will leave all the links um, below. Um, and with that, uh, we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, and um, for sharing these stories. Uh, truly, it, it wouldn't be... It, it means so much to us that you are willing to share and talk to us about cases like this. It it, it, um, it makes us feel very comforting to know that you guys have the same mission as we do. Um, so uh, if you want to follow us on our social media platforms, uh, we are on Twitter or X as it's known now, um, threads, Instagram, and TikTok as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or on Facebook as Soviet Macaro Podcast. Um, you could also listen to our full um, catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream podcasts. Just look for Soviet Macaro Podcast, click subscribe, like the episode, uh, leave reviews, comments, whatever you want. It'll help us out on sharing more of these stories. And um, you could also download the Latina Podcaster Network app um, and, you know, type in Latino Podcast Network, download the app, search Sovereneta Somacaro Podcast app, and our whole catalog will come up. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving break uh, with uh, family, friends, and um, just enjoyed your, your week. Um, and just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Also, um, the Spotify raps are coming out where you can right. show what's your top music 
genre or podcast uh just want to remind you guys that we do see them we are very thankful if you decide to share this with your stories or you're on twitter or wherever we'd love to see you guys um post about it, it I, I it's my favorite thing of the year yeah i look forward <laughs> to feel really like i know oh, and, my <laughs> i'm like you guys listen and we are on your top podcast i know it's my favorite thing to see so if you it feels really good so it's just to know how all of like that this podcast two years ago was just an idea yeah and now just to see how the support that we're getting and people just engaging it's it's a beautiful feeling yeah it's, it's very heartwarming and yeah. um if you want to share them online and and or just share it privately to us we would love to see them it makes us really happy and it makes our day so uh thank you so much if you have shared it um we've shared it to our instagram stories if you if you have uh, shared it with us um and we would look forward to seeing more throughout the week mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> but anything else anything any comments nope nope that is it all right so um thank you so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys next week bye bye stay spooky